0: Greetings, I'm Miles Sexton, a content creator, activist, and loud and proud disruptor of the norm. On Our Private Bits, we talk about all things and people that don't get talked about enough, or at all. Trust me, as a sober, HIV-positive, non-binary person, I would know. Join me as I chat with people in my life and from around the world whose stories deserve to be heard. Maybe you'll learn something new, and you will definitely LOL. Our Private Bits is also part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, cuties, today on our private bits, Tyler and I will be getting into the journey of pronouns and our personal experiences as a non-binary person and a trans man. Want to say hi, babe?
1: Hey, everyone.
0: (laughs) So I know pronouns is a big one for us. (laughs) I know you've been feeling a little apprehensive about this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I really want to get into it um, because I think it's important. I think it's really important that people understand, I think, both of our journeys when it comes to pronouns as, you know, I think there is like a common thread, but, you know, I think there's there's also like, I think, differences of opinions, I think, within here as well, right?
1: Differences of opinions are a big one, but let's, let's do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I want to start first, I think, for yourself. You know, I think when, is there a moment in like your like childhood or where you just like, I don't know, like where you felt like the pronouns were like, were triggering for you or like, yet, you know, you wanted to change your pronouns. Like what did that look like for you?
1: I was always really like tomboy, mm-hmm. like a masculine girl. Yes. Um, The amount of times that, people called me he or him to begin with was more times than not. Did like, that bother in, you in public? No. Cause I just, that to me was like, yeah. Right. As a young age, like just it just felt normal. It just felt normal. Right. Um, but yeah, not as I got older, not identifying with, you know, she and her, um, that's not mm-hmm. how I felt. So, uh, the moment that it felt kind of right was, um, after I came out, um, I, we were living with my grandparents at the time. Mm-hmm. At the time, my grandparents were like in their early to like mid 80s. So, you know, definitely huge, you know, two generations there. Yeah. Um, and my grandfather at 87, I think, was the first person that actually used the correct pronouns of my my name. So uh-huh. um, it was uh, that moment of of him calling me, you know, Tyler and he and him. And like from that day, like going forward, like they think that was a big that's a the moment that will like stay with me the whole, my yeah. whole life.
0: I mean, I, I know that there's like, I think there's so much fear there. I think we both are been, are we're so close to our grandparents, of course, you yeah. know, and that fear of rejection, and you know, like
1: did, that generation too, like grew up totally ass backwards. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 100%. <laughs> you know, in just so many ways. Yeah, right with the extreme racism and you know. They yeah, weren't too far off, you know.
0: It was such a misogynistic time. Like. Yeah,
1: and just, you know, ha- having housewives and...
0: Totally. You
1: know, gay wasn't a thing.
0: Huh. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I can't imagine. But, but I'm glad you had that experience. Yeah, my, uh, my, grandpa, my grandfather was amazing. Um, he was the first one to, like, really kind of, like, hunker down and make the change.
0: Okay. And then, so I guess, like, how old were you when you, like, fully, like like where you like had that conversation where you're like you know i want i my name is tyler i want to use he him pronouns
1: uh okay first of all i transitioned in like the early 2000s there was no pronouns yet okay there was okay. no like he they them you know yeah, it whatever exist. it was he him you know she her yeah it was like boy or girl Right. Yeah. there was no i'm not gonna say that there was no non-binary yeah but we pronoun, didn't have the language but, but yet there was no language around it right yes so when i transitioned to tyler there was no there's no question about what my pronouns were going to be there was no conversation about what the pronouns were going to be i came out being like i'm a boy and then it was boy pronouns like it wasn't a like secondary conversation at all
0: so then do you think it was more you had to have more conversations around your name versus your pronouns at that point
1: it was more my name yeah for sure
0: okay so what 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 did that conversation look like
1: uh, well, my Tyler was one of the names that my mom was going to pick out um, mm-hmm. if I had been, been born a boy. Um, so that was kind of easy. Um, for the people that I saw almost on a regular basis,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my name was always like a- a immediately like to Tyler, uh, the people that I didn't see on a regular basis, um, holidays or, you know, my dad lives in Alberta. So seeing him was a little bit harder cause you're not. Using them, I think, on a day-to-day basis, right? You're not, not, like, faced with it every day Mm -hmm. uh, for that individual. But for for the most part, my family was was pretty good about it. That's awesome.
0: What would, I guess, like, for I think a lot of the listeners, like, they may not know, but I think... When we talk about like you know your previous name, like we often will refer it to as like a dead name, do you want to like explain that a little bit so
1: yeah you're, uh, I guess a dead name is just your past name that you were given at birth that you don't mm-hmm. really some people associate with some yeah. people don't um I definitely did not associate with with that name, even though I had a very um ambiguous or androgynous. You know, name, you know, you, you switch a few letters around and it'd be pretty and I just never felt a connection to my name. Okay. Um, with a dead name, I guess a lot of the concern is a lot of the questions are, Oh, what, what was your, what would your name used to be? Yes. Right. And, uh, I I'd,
0: cringe like every time someone asks that around yeah, you, I, just, like, I know it's just <laughs> such a question. Like
1: I get that it's out of curiosity. I think a lot of people are curious to know because like you've said, like I am very masculine, you know? And I think the curiosity is more as like, my God, this isn't like, was his old name, like something like hyper feminine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just like the complete opposite of what I am. Yes. Um, I just feel like asking somebody their old name or birth name, I don't think is the most in a uh, appropriate thing to do. Totally. Um, I feel like a lot of individuals, trans individuals, maybe some queer individuals that have had their name changed and they it, not even part of the queer, queer community. There's, there's tons of people in the world that have probably had their name changed for one reason or another. Yeah, I think um, there's like
0: an emotional, Atta- like attachment to 100%, that name
1: for a hundred percent. Right? You know, an emotional attachment. And I just feel like um I'm at a place in my transition. I mean, it's been what do I almost say? Like twenty-three yeah. years of like or twenty-six years of me being on hormones. To answer that question now, I don't to me, again, if it comes from a, like a place of like love and like I've known this person for a while, maybe I'll share that. Mm-hmm. But to ask that question of what your name used to be flat out to somebody isn't appropriate for many reasons one that person that you're asking may not be in a mental headspace or in a space to be able to answer or. Um, actually digest what you just asked them. I think at the beginning of every transition, you're very vulnerable even to yourself. 100%. And you're, are, you're still really struggling with a lot. Like you could be struggling with, you know, you're um, being dysphoric. Mm-hmm. You could be struggling with you're making the right decisions. You're struggling with maybe you don't have a supportive family. There's a lot of things asking about your old name that's going to bring up so much, um, you I know, mean, trauma, maybe yeah, or associated shame. Yeah. Right. I just, it's never appropriate. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't ever walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, how big's your deck?
0: Totally. I
1: mean, well, <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about grinder here. I'm just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying like, I'm just trying yeah. to like, like I, that's the, the, that's the only thing that I can really equate of being like, what's inappropriate to ask somebody. Would you ever go up to somebody who's a bigger individual? And just assume that they were pregnant. Yes. No. Totally. You know what I mean? Like you would never walk up to somebody and just be like, Oh, how far along are you? And then if that person's not pregnant, you look like a jackass.
0: And I think, I think it's about to just like step taking like a step back. Right. Like I think a lot of the time we're like, Oh, well, like I I, I just see it online anyway. Like people are like, Oh, like get over it. Like, why are you so like triggered or angry about it? But I think that's just what it is. It's like, you don't know where someone is at on their journey. And like you, like you mentioned earlier, like I think in the beginning, it is a very like sensitive and vulnerable like stage because you're just trying to like find your confidence. You're For trying sure. to find your groove. You're like, you're finding yourself. Still. You're, yeah, you are. And you're trying to figure out like where you belong within this new, within like, you know, the identity that you think is the most authentic at this moment in your sure. life. And so like when, when people do, you know, ask questions about, like, what, what your dead name was, or, or maybe use, like, you know, the improper pronouns, I think it can be really triggering, because it's just, like, it, for me, anyway, it feels like it's, like, that, like, who I know that I am is not valid, right, and that, and that's where, like, I, I I'm, like, oh, like, you know, like, it hurts a little bit, totally. and, you know, like, I know the older, and I get, it, it's, that's going to change, like, I'm going to become more confident and comfortable in who I am, but, like, I I think to then get like mad if someone does get upset about it or like asks you to not do it. And then, then you get upset about it. It's like, you know, you need to, I think you need to like sit down and like, yeah, think you, about need,
1: that. you need to have a conversation. I mean, I transitioned early. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the conversations that m- me my parents and my family had i feel are like are very different um from what is being had now with like the younger generation and now i could like be totally wrong but i mean i do have some friends out there that have kids mm-hmm. now uh, older friends and their their kids are in their teens yes. and their children are getting mad at anybody that doesn't automatically call them right by their by their mm-hmm. new pronouns totally now Here's the thing. Yes, is that if you don't have a conversation with me telling me your correct pronouns, mm-hmm. how am I going to how am I going to know? Totally. Because um, you know, let's say uh, um, you know somebody who's a queer female who yes. identifies as maybe non-binary and yes. they in them. Okay. Yeah. But are very hyper feminine. Yes. Presenting right. Mm-hmm. I'm. If if nobody has that conversation with me, I'm going to assume that you identify as she/her, totally as as a as a feminine woman. Yeah. Right. Um. I just feel like the conversation with pronouns is. If you have different pronouns or identifying as they, them non-binary or, 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 trans and haven't started your medical journey yet, mm-hmm. I think the conversation needs to be had of like, you know, not to get angry right away. If somebody misgenders you totally. or uses the wrong pronouns, yeah, I don't
0: think anger is the right approach.
1: No. And like you just, it, it, it needs to come from a place of love, you know, and like just say like hey you know i i understand that we haven't had this conversation like let's let's have a conversation about it um if it persists obviously you know there needs to be a bigger conversation that person doesn't respect how you would like to be called they obviously don't deserve to be in your life totally right which is hard to hear but i don't i think that's the most frustrating part is that i think the younger generation with coming up with you know the um the language around non binary and gender fluid is is relatively new. Let's be honest. It is very new. It is, Um, but I think I think it's hard. I think for the younger
0: yeah, exactly. Like I think the younger generation, they like it is a bit more normal for them. So it's easier for them to pick it up, you know, and make that Maybe, transition yeah, within sure. the language. Right. But I think what, what's not happening is like there isn't a lack of like of patience and understanding and empathy. I think for generations that are beyond them for sure that, that essentially, you know, we're all learning a new language or we're, Absolutely. we're adapting our current language. And, and I get that that has to take time. Right. Like, you know, I think even for myself, like, I think you know within me coming out as non-binary like it's it's been a struggle for i think both of us to like you know to use my new pronouns and and there's moments it's, where i like still like say like he him even though i know that's not like so, what so i want to be addressed as it's but. so
1: interesting in our relationship now um just being a trans man who has identified for so long is exactly who i am mm-hmm. um you know, I would obviously there, there were times in my life where I was like, Oh my God, I'm having this conversation again with somebody like, I don't understand. like, look at me. I have a beard. It's he, you yes. know what I mean? Like whatever, getting on about that. Um, and it's so interesting that you've changed your pronouns, uh, after we started dating. Yes. Because, you know, I was dating, we were dating before and mm-hmm. I knew you as your, you know, he, him pronouns totally. and stuff like that. And it's such a mind fuck even though I'm a trans guy to literally wrap my head around your pronouns sometimes. And it's not even me being like, and this is going to sound, I know it's a podcast and people are going to like hear that. It's it's not even me being like disrespectful in in any ways. It's more of like, um, and I didn't mean for it to come off if if it did sound like that is that it's just when you know somebody for so long. And I think a lot of parents or family members struggle with this, right? Like Mm -hmm. for 17 years of your life, your, um, you know, you identify as Mike and he and him pronouns and then you, you transition to a trans woman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Right. So it's interesting as a trans guy now trying to like grow with your pronouns as a partner. I feel like I do a lot better in public yes. with your pronouns. I agreed. I, because I don't want um, to get uh, my asshole torn by your TikTok followers. <laughs> okay. uh, that's already happened once. <laughs> and I just you being so like publicly out there, like I being, which is a good thing of like when we go to events and stuff, it just kind of really, mm-hmm. really forces me uh, to use your correct pronouns. I have a hard time with your pronouns when I just see you in like your sweatpants and like, you know, your, your, your divine femininity is not showing mm-hmm. like when you're in, you know, dresses and heels
0: mm-hmm.
1: where I I, find yeah, I think it's like it, an where easier reminder. Right. Yeah. I definitely find it easier of, of the, but
0: I think that that's like, that's just it. I think there's like, you know I, I think that's where like I think the point of like we shouldn't assume you know because it's don't. like you know when we when it's like you know when someone's gender expression might may or may not be present like I don't think that we should just like automatically assume their gender 100%. you know like it's like I think there's yeah there, there's like there is uncertainty there there's, right so,
1: everybody still judges a book by a cover 100 right?
0: and you know it's obviously like for me it's like having a beard it's You know, I I think like don't ever shave it because I have a beard, like (laughs) people like, you know, automatically like just still assume that I prefer like he, him pronouns. Right. Of course. You know, so it's like I do find that that's always like a bit of like a a harder conversation like to have. And, And it's interesting, though, because I was I forget who I was talking with, but I was talking with someone recently about this and they were saying that by leading in certain situations with your pronouns, when you're being introduced to a new group of people, it just like helps to create like a safer space, I think like for everyone. And that's like, regardless if you use non-binary pronouns or not, you know, like everyone could, you know, in a situation, you know, especially like for me, it's like, I I think about like work trips or, you know, conferences or things that I'm attending, you know, I think like when you lead with who, who, what your pronouns are, regardless of whatever they are, it just like creates like a safer space. I think for everyone to just like, not have to get into these like deeper conversations than just or, like or level sets. I think everyone. Right. Well, or-
1: and, and not only that, I mean, let's, let's like go back to like the nineties, two thousands and stuff like that as well. Um, even now, how many people out there have, uh, a very ambiguous name?
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Like how many girls out there now are named Dylan?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: You know what I mean? So to even see a name on a guest list or a email yeah. won't always match. I mean, I, I used to work selling travel. Mm-hmm. I dealt with a lot of people whose names did not match who I thought who I thought was on the other end of those emails. Totally. So it brings it back to the assumption, right?
0: Well, and like even for me, like when I was in high school, like I worked for a few months at like a call center. And my voice when I was younger was so like light and, you know, more effeminate that like everyone just assumed that I was a woman on the phone. And like, (laughs) it used to, it used to bother me so much because it was like, I guess just for me, like, I've never felt like, you know, like I've never felt like I was like, what society tells you is like a binary man, you know, or, and I've also never felt that I was like, you know, like wanted to be a woman. And, and, you know, so I think it's always been like really confusing for me anyway, because it's like, I felt like I've been like pulled between these sort of two worlds of like society trying to like force me into one or the other, you know? because I think there was a period of time in my life where like, you know, I really sat with myself and being like, do I want to transition? Like, do I want to become a woman? And, and no, I, I, I did. I didn't, you know, at the end of the day, when I thought about it, like, that's not who I am and that's not who I was born to be. And I, I think I enjoy this fluidity of going into my masculinity and femininity. And I don't want to have to feel like I have to choose, Right. you know, like if I, you know, I think it, it, it flows with me. You know, I get, to, you get to see it, right? Like it's oh, like, for sure. you know, like, when I'm more like feeling more grounded, like I want to actually like sit in my masculinity more when I'm, when I'm feeling more like playful and fun, I like going into my femininity and, you know, and, and I enjoy that journey, you know, of that. And I think that's why when the term non-binary came into our language, like it was like the, for me anyway, it was like the first time that I ever felt seen or like had a word to describe it because you know within like indigenous communities they use the like some indigenous communities not all of them like so in north in north america some indigenous communities use um like two-spirit um in india they have like uh, the hedra and you know these were like kind of like a third gender, basically within both of these cultures that have existed. embraced embrace both, right?
1: Yeah, embrace like long the,
0: before, the you know, religion masculine... was created, of right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, I think these binary constructs of gender is very much a result of religion and colonialism. And it's...
1: Oh, we're getting into it now. We
0: are, we are, but they, but it, they really are. It's like when... I, I think it's like, it is really interesting the way that it's changed, you know? And that like... And a lot of, like, European...
1: Well, even South American, like, um, cultures and stuff still
0: Totally. Have... I mean, they, they they have third genders, too. There's, like, in the Dominican Republic, they have a third gender as well, like, for intersex like, people. Like, yeah, it's... and, like,
1: the third gender, I was just going to say, isn't necessarily always... Um, to define uh like intersex right yes. i mean it could be just being able to identify as uh or sorry to be able to use your divine masculinity and divine femininity totally. I, I honestly like I, I think i think as most trans people right uh you have a bigger identity with one or the other mm-hmm. because you feel so disconnected from one totally and more connected to, to another like you being so feminine sometimes like did you ever question that you might maybe trans at some point I'm yeah I mean like
0: I think as I mentioned earlier like I think there was moments like where I I really thought about it you know and like I would you know like it was like I was spending my days like I would wear like a full face of makeup and you know like I would dress like you know very effeminately, you know and like that was sort of like where I was living my life and you know I was like sleeping with a bunch of like straight guys at that time that were like kind of in the closet and it was like this very oh, the
1: good old quote unquote straight yeah, you know? jock right that we all went to high school with and called everybody gay
0: <laughs> I mean but it was like it was there was sort of this there was a period of my life that I was like kind of like seeing if I wanted to to like transition into a, into being a woman. Like there, there was a, mo- there, there was a few years that I sort of lived For within sure. that.
1: I, yeah. I think that goes back to like making the decision early in life or like too young in life, right? That's the big debate. And like, I just, I feel like you just need to, to live, authentically right like just Mm -hmm. go through that journey a little bit now
0: but i think there's a difference between myself and you
1: oh 100 i'm not saying that there isn't but i'm I'm just curious i was just you being uh non-binary and finding that i was curious whether you're
0: but yeah because there still was there it was kind of like what you were saying it's like you know for you 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 said like you you resonate with one more than the other but for me it's like i i when I was like really leaning into my femininity, I was missing, missing my masculinity, of course. you know, and, and same in the opposite, you know, like I, and, and I think that's why the, having this term like non-binary has been so impactful for me because mm-hmm. it's like, it allows me a place to identify that allows me to live kind of in the middle. And, that, sure. and that's where I've always felt
1: like, Well, okay. Speaking on in the middle.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I struggle with your pronouns all the time. And I think if anybody else is going through the same thing or Mm -hmm. meeting somebody that has like non-binary pronouns, they, them, or uh, has somebody in their life who's transitioning, I think the best advice I'm going to give you right now, listen carefully, get your pen and paper (laughs) out. Okay. The best advice, just use their name. Yes. Totally. Use the name, right? You like, if they tell you their new name, I you haven't changed your name, it's still Miles, no. right? Yes. Uh, when I struggle, do you not like do you hear the fact that I, I'll just say Miles instead of instead of your pronouns? It sounds ridiculous. I say your name all the time if I am struggling.
0: But I love that you brought this up because I think it really points out, I think, how often we use like gendered like totally. descriptions in how we speak. And it's the same when I think it comes to race too, right? How often are we like Adding on, like, oh, that black person, instead of just calling them a person. Like, why do we need that need to like be like, oh, that girl, you know, like instead of that person? Like, I think that there, it's interesting that we we feel the need that we need to describe people in that way, and and I think that comes from the evolution of our language. I, I used to work
1: in a, I used to work in a job where if we had emergency situations, uh, we would obviously have to give statements. Yes, and we had, I had to take a whole course or, like, how to sit through a whole thing on learning how to... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites, so start looking in the right place with LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today Describe an individual so, and, and to leave color out and, and actually use mm-hmm. you know um, what's, um, what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> um, like, uh, calling like a white Caucasian,
0: okay, right? Yeah,
1: like using that kind of language okay. instead of like color specific to describe somebody. Interesting,
0: huh? Right? I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, just
1: to be more. To, I mean, again, why are we? Dis- why are we using a color? Yeah, and it's not totally <laughs> to, to describe. It's not a part of a person. That's not a part of a person. Right? Totally They're not. <laughs> right so uh, in, in african american or you know native american right so, like using mm-hmm. that kind of language and you're right like why do we have to use like oh that boy or that guy
0: totally if they right. have a name and you know their name like just use it i just use
1: your name that's the biggest thing i've got to say take it like write it down use their name yeah you have somebody transitioning in your family and now it's you know uh they want to be called sharon yeah say sharon totally
0: no, I, I think it really does help. And I think it's like, it, it takes practice, you know? And, and I think a lot of-
1: It just makes you, it makes, honestly, it makes you think before you say anything. Cause you're like, ah, uh, and you don't want to look like that that person, you know, at a party, at a family party for the first time at Christmas. Totally. I swear to God, you'll catch yourself and you're just going to say their name.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's okay. And, and it's also okay to make mistakes.
1: It's, it's very okay to make mistakes. Anybody that's listening, you can make mistakes. It's, yes. It's, it's how the person reacts um, th- that you're describing or talking about, right. If they're there mm. of how they, I think, jump in and correct you. I think there's going to be, uh, this is my per like my own view on it. There's going to be a right way and there's going to be a wrong way about going at it. If you come mm. at me in anger and like disapproval and all that, I'm going to kind of shy away from, you I'm going to put your back up. I- I'm going to put my back up for sure. And then I'm, every time I'm around you, I'm, I'm gonna feel, un- not not that you make me feel uncomfortable, I'm gonna feel uncomfortable to like talk about you or talk about past stories and stuff like that, right? Totally. So coming with it with like a, um, a place from love, I mean, we do this all the time. Like uh, if you work anywhere that you work or even if you have kids as parents and you have a kid, you guys work together, right? Yes. Like you work as a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're having a disagreement with your child, your partner's going to back you up. You yes. may not agree with each other in that very moment. And you're going to have a conversation behind closed doors. Totally, I feel like if a person misgenders you or calls you the wrong, uh, name that you are uh, your preferred name, I feel like there there's, it could take two seconds and literally you can take the person aside and just say, Hey, you know what? I know you mean well, and it's still learning. Um, I just want you to be aware that, exactly. you know, um, it's she now or, or it's they or them, right. Instead of making it a very public thing that, you know, in front of a group of people, I don't think
0: it's good to shame someone. And and like, you know, it's it's a
1: learning experience from, for everybody. Exactly.
0: You know, it it is, it is. Now I also want to say that for me anyway, I, I think it's been like a bit of a journey, you know, like I know you mentioned earlier how sort of like I came out as non-binary, like within our relationship, but but I think it's, it's interesting because for myself, it's, it's taken me a lot of time to, I think like unlearn, I think a lot of my own internalized shame, I think that had to do with it. You know, it's like, there was still this like kind of queerphobic, homophobic person or like stigma that still existed inside of me that I felt shame by even wanting to like even though that I knew that it was right inside of me to come out as non-binary because that is how it described me like and how I felt it described who I was but there was still like this barrier that I faced that I that I waited so long in order to do it because I remember seeing people like coming out and I was it was interesting because I was almost getting like mad at them a bit but it was like because it came from a place of like me being jealous that they were able to do it and I like still had this like internalized shit going on inside of me that like wouldn't allow me to like love myself enough to be able to come out in that way and and
1: and take that and 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 own it
0: yeah no and and I feel like I, I really like thank you I think for like being who you are and I think creating a safe space for me because like I've never even within my friend group Like, I just, I've never felt, like, comfortable to, like, make this transition for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, because I know that we, like, you know, you've been, I I felt like because you've been on your own journey of, like, you know, that you've been on, it's, like, I don't know, it it just, it's helped create, like, I think a safe space for me that I feel like I can, like, celebrate, like, both parts of who I am. And I've, I've just, I've never had that with someone before, so... Yeah, so thank you.
1: <laughs> I still love you,
0: <laughs> but you know it's been hard, and I and I still like I still struggle to be honest. Like I have such a hard time having conversations with people about it. Like I still haven't had this conversation with my my well, parents. I, I, mean, I haven't even like had a conversation with your mom about it, who like lives with us. It's well, like, I just
1: I, I find that like. If you, uh, if you (sighs) don't know miles outside of, you know, social media and all that, everybody thinks that you're just this outgoing individual and you're so shy, like you're so, you don't like confrontation. Like I got a cold ass steak when we were in the States and I had no problem sending it back and it embarrassed you. I I
0: was like mortified. (laughs) You're
1: mortified. I'm
0: so bad with things like that. And
1: I get that why you don't want to have that conversation, but I mean... You know, obviously, my mom has asked me yeah about your about them yes about your pronouns, right? And you know, even now I'm getting better in our like day to day life of usually yeah. using like they them. But again, it's a it's a process. Speaking of processes, yes. What what bathroom do you use? So this is just it <laughs> as it's, a they them as a, so as a non-binary person. I mean, like, do you find bathrooms? ridiculous it's
0: tough so like okay so I, I love that you brought this up because I need to uh, like back a little bit and like just help people understand I think like where I'm coming from in, in regards to this and like being misgendered and you know how it how it feels for me anyway so like you know I think it's taken me a lot of time to get to this place where I feel comfortable with this and it I it's like I have years of internalized like shame that has been put on not only by myself, but but from society telling me that I need to be a man or I need to be a woman and that like I can't be anything else. And, you know, so I think it's like it's 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 tough for me now as I'm going through this sort of journey about like wanting people to use my right pronouns that I can walk into public spaces and there isn't a gender-free washroom, you know? And it's like, or, you know, there is certain phrases within our language, like, you know, the very controversial, hey, guys, that, you know, that for me, it's I'm like- so when, bad that. Totally. But it's like, when I hear these things, it's like, it is very triggering for me because it's like, people just don't understand how much of an emotional and physical journey it has been for me just to be comfortable to like publicly say out loud that I want gender neutral pronouns you know and it's like people get their backs up so easy over these things when it's just like it's just like the people just don't understand this journey that it takes to get there and it's like you know I can be like oh like would you be upset if like you know if you identify as like a man and someone called you a woman like would you be upset about it maybe maybe yes or no it it depends but it's like but but it's because they've had a lifetime to become comfortable with like who they are and like i i haven't had that opportunity yet i haven't yeah you're still you're still
1: learning you're still growing so like would you i mean i've noticed that there's way more gender neutral bathrooms now or non-specific like i definitely like
0: when i'm going into situations like i look for them if they are available like i love like you know, with Yorkdale Mall, like, they have, like, mm-hmm. gender-free washrooms, which I think is amazing. And there is, like, more and more places there are and that more, have More
1: them. and more restaurants anyways. Like, any, yeah. any individual washroom now is, is not labeled, like... Totally. You know, it's just everything. I mean,
0: yeah. Like, I mean, I just think in general, like, for me anyway, as a queer person, like, a stall is, like, way more comfortable for me because it's, like, I just... I don't know washrooms like is very much like a safety thing for me like I'm always like nervous about putting myself in scenarios, so I always Mm -hmm. have preferred like a stall so like having these gender-free washrooms that are like all stall based like I just think from a safety perspective are amazing like to have that privacy I think Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's tough I I, like because I just don't think that places are changing like as fast as our language is changing when it comes to washrooms. Cause I know oh, that totally. that's like a huge debate. Um, I was very surprised though. Like, you know, the other day I had signed up for like our movie theaters, like points card and they had the option to, like register myself as a non-binary person. And I was like, so taken back, but like so excited about it because it's like, I've never seen that yet.
1: I think, I think a lot of things are changing on that. I think like Canadian passports, you can now get an X.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize this, which is, that's so interesting. You can now get
1: an X, right? I'm not sure if it's on our driver's license yet or not. I'm,
0: I don't, I'm not sure. I'm
1: so bad with that stuff.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's
1: so like bathrooms are always a struggle. I feel like no matter like who you are though, like, I mean, you could be, uh, you could be. Um, an over masculine, you know, woman who's not even necessarily gay or queer, right? Totally. Of like how many times these women get asked if they're in the wrong, in the wrong washroom. Yeah. Um, trans people, obviously, while you're transitioning, there's a there's a part at the very beginning of your transition that you don't look like who you were. Totally. You don't look like who you're gonna be. Yeah. And you look like this awkward stage, right? I actually have a tattoo behind my ear. Did you notice that I have a tattoo of the, uh, men's washroom logo behind my ear? Huh? Did you have notice I could get a brand new tattoo and miles would never know.
0: You have so many tattoos. Yeah. It's like, but
1: I have, I have, I got the, uh, the men's logo of the bathroom tattooed behind my ear for the first time that I never got questioned about it. Uh, that's it was like, cool. my f- don't ask me the date. I don't know how long ago that was, but anyways, yeah, it was the first time that like I, I passed in a, in a men's bathroom. without feeling
0: like did you when did you use like the men's washroom even before you transitioned like what when did like what was that journey for you
1: um well when i was in high school when i transitioned uh we didn't have a gay straight alliance at all so i came out to like the entire uh entire, uh, faculty of a hundred and something. Okay. Um, and as that, they, they actually let, they gave me a key, the almighty key to the teacher's washroom. Cause then I could have a washroom by, for myself, um, in high school, hmm. uh, that I could feel safe in. And it didn't, nice. I didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't have to feel pressure to like go in either, either one. Um, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't, I remember more of like, I don't think I started using a men's washroom until I started hormones to be honest with you until I like literally, yeah. Until then I would, I would avoid them okay, or or I'd go into like, if you can go into the family chain, like family washrooms, that's, I would just go there. Um, until I, I felt like I was kind of more presenting enough to not get questioned. I mean, um, as, as a trans man, um, if anybody's seen the movie, boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. And like how awful that movie is. Every time I went into the bathroom, I feel like that was in like the bathroom back of the head. Right. Totally. Of of, of, like, who's watching me, who watched me come in here? Yes. Uh, is somebody going to be, I'm not even going to use the word offended. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I know I'm not offending anybody, but it's their own insecurities that are going to make, are they going to be physical? Is it going to be violent? Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I, I tended not to um, go in, but I, as well as you, I mean, again, like this is early 2000s. We didn't really have yeah gender neutral. It was more like family-based washrooms.
0: But like when I was like younger, like when I was still in like high, like when I was in high school and like in sort of my early teen years where like, you know, I was really leaning into my femininity. Like I felt like oftentimes I would get more mistaken. Like people thought I was a woman versus like yeah. a male at that point, because I was just like really leaning. I was part. always
1: mistaken as a boy. So I'd get yelled at every time I went to the females. washroom. So,
0: but I would go into the females washroom to be honest, because I was too afraid to go into the men's exactly. washroom. Cause I was, I was afraid for my life to be honest. Like Isn't I that, thought it, I was going to get beat up. So I was like, I don't think a woman is gonna kill me. Like that's what I would tell myself. No, so you're I gonna would get yelled at. Though. Exactly. I, like I thought that I would. Like I, I'm like maybe I'll get yelled at. Whatever. But like I felt like going into the women's washroom was just safer. A safer choice for me when I was mm-hmm. in public. You know, versus going into the men's because like I don't know. I just felt like the men were gonna like beat me up or something. And, that's
1: it. It's, it's insecurities.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it just goes to show. I think the importance of having a gender free washroom, mm-hmm. or you know having these like safer spaces, right? So Yeah,
1: the safer spaces, the general neutral washrooms is
0: Yeah. But uh, I don't know.
1: The stress about washrooms. Hey, eh? who, who like, the stress about where you're going to pee next.
0: <laughs> honestly, who knew <laughs> that would give me but it still gives me so much anxiety to this day. Like I oh, I just I I hate going into washrooms. It's just like
1: I think I think the ba- I honestly, I think the best is when we're at um Is when we're at an event and you're like super done up and like, you you know, your dress and you're like seven inch, like hooker heels. Yeah. Right. And then you just like stop your way into a men's walk. Usually (laughs) I get told that I need to hold something or help you like get in there. But then when you walk in and it's always that like one random straight guy that came to an event that like has to do the triple take of like to make sure he didn't go into the wrong washroom, you know? It's true. It's just always really funny.
0: I know. It it's is just... funny now that I feel like I do go into the men's, but I think it's like a confidence thing of like- It's a confidence it's thing. Not giving a fuck I now. can see
1: that it's the confidence thing. Yeah. It's just really funny. It like is. when we went to a wedding not too long ago. Yeah. to you know, <laughs> Blue Mountain Resort and you just stomping away into the That's true. men's bathroom. That's <laughs> true.
0: we thought about it just
1: it was it was funny
0: it was funny so something we didn't get to touch on earlier that i do want to circle back a little bit about for yourself personally is i think like oftentimes when we're talking about trans people you know like we refer to them now and their new pronouns but when we're talking about in like past tense into their into their lives like What would you say are like some best practices of like how to refer to like trans people, like what, before they transitioned?
1: Um, I just think you have to remember that your trans daughter, trans son, trans girl, Granddaughter, you know, trans friend, all that stuff. It's not like this happened overnight for them, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they've always been this person, um, and now are just being able to be authentically their this person. So I feel like you just need to refer. uh, It's, it's going to take some time, but you just need to, if you're telling a story with them, there, just look at them, right, and then think about they've always been that person. So use the same pronouns that they identify with today and Mm -hmm. their name at today as to where they were when that story happened. Totally. And I, I I know it's, it's very hard. It's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. Right. But again, I think it comes from a place of love. If you're telling a story that to be consciously aware, you know, my dad would always tell stories. I mean, again, I have a full beard. Yes. I'm bald. I'm, you know, <laughs> definitely on like the masculine side. Yeah. And there was a while there where my dad would tell stories, um, and use, you know, past, past pronouns, like she and her, and my name would be right, but mm-hmm. it'd be like, you know, my daughter or, you know, she and her, Interesting. and you know, I'm right there. Like, yeah. just take a look at, you know, and like, but again, they look like the idiot. Yeah. Because like the faces on other people listening to the story being like, what?
0: But I feel like your dad is so good now. Like I feel My like- Dad
1: is super good now. Like, yeah. I mean, again, but I I didn't have a relate really, my dad never saw me on a regular basis. Totally. Like this is again coming into I saw him once or twice a year. Yeah. Right? Of like the learning growth. But I just wanted to say that story just because if you're in the same room, mm-hmm. like if you're talking about me, my past just take a look at me. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, it doesn't make nobody's gonna understand the like past. Tense. I think you just really need to think of the full view if the person's there, right? Like think of think of them um, the same way they are now as as then, right? Use you know if it's a trans man, you know what is it? Would you say always he, never she? Yeah. You know, or always you know as a trans woman, always she, never he. Totally. But again, I honestly, guys, I'm telling you, write this down. Just use their name. Totally. Instead of saying a pronoun, just use their name. Oh, back when Tyler and I, right?
0: But like. So, I feel like a lot of people like really. I think like a lot of the conversations that I have online is like it it always comes down to like biology. And like (sighs) people want to use this like pseudoscience to like fight, I think like the binaries that have been created, right? But
1: they can, they can fight. Oh, I'm going to get all heated now in a second. No, but like, but like they're the whole biology thing. Like, if any. People just need to like do their research. And I'm not talking about like Google, read the first thing that like comes to like mind. Yes. Okay. As a trans man, I had to get my hormones checked before I started testosterone, Mm -hmm. right? Just basically flat out, get my hormones checked to know where my natural testosterone and natural estrogen levels are. Yes. For a natural woman to have testosterone in their body on a scale from nine and a half to 11. Okay. The normal amount is a nine and a half to nine and like you know, Mm 0.75, maybe a 10 on like a high scale. Yes. Okay. I was just shy of 11 on that scale. And that was your natural. And that was my natural testosterone in, 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 in me naturally. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's been studies saying that I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head, what trimester it happens, but it's not until a certain trimester where your chromosomes actually split into your sex uh, mm-hmm. for your sex organs to be developed.
0: Totally. I and think it's like three months or something like that into I, your. Yeah, or like, and like, yeah,
1: I can't remember. But then you know, this is where your your intersex, uh, you know, um, can happen from. Yes. Uh, this is where your um, hormones start splitting off, mm-hmm. and. I don't like for every person out there that's going to say biology. Then you need to look back at, at when, what time frame did this happen? When I was being created in in the womb here, but, it, but- like what split happened? Right, mm-hmm. my physical split did not match. Obviously, the the portion portion for you know me mentally, my brain development, the hormonal brain development Mm -hmm. didn't match me physically. So I can't. I'm not gonna sit here and listen to somebody tell me it's all about biology. When I will have that argument with somebody when they are willing to look at my entire complete biology. Go, let's get a DNA test. I would love to see. Somebody fight me on this after they look exactly of how my biological DNA is built.
0: Well, that's just it, it's pseudoscience. It's not actual, there's no actual like proven facts. It's like, yes, our like testosterone and like estrogen may in our development may like cause us to get breasts or have a penis or have a vagina. But I don't think that those are the things that define who we are because our like our makeup of testosterone and estrogen levels within our bodies is completely different between I've person you, to person. I've told
1: you, gender is between your ears and not your legs. Exactly. Well, that's just
0: it. 100%. I love that you said that. It is. It is between our ears, not between our legs. And, and, and I think more people just need to wrap our, their heads around it, but they've been so conditioned by these like colonial religious constructs, you know, where these have been like influences that have been happening to us for thousands of years that it, have been trying to eliminate and, and it,
1: literally like, and it's not just like one, you know, we're not, it's it's not even like you're overlapping all religious constructs here. I mean, it really, we all know it comes down to two. Anywhere else in the world that has a different view, that's not Christian or Catholic yeah, still sees uh, people with third genders.
0: But it is, it's like, you know, I'm going to use India for an example, you know, it's, So, like, the Hedras have always existed in India, and honestly, they are, like, a huge part of society in, in terms of, like, getting a blessing, like, when you have a new, like, child or you get married, and I think I'm, like, referring to that right, but it wasn't until the British came into and tried to start colonizing India that, that like the heaters have been like, out, like outcasted and have been actually been trying to like be erased from like oh, their culture sounds
1: like a very familiar thing that's going on right now well
0: and it's the same thing with the two-spirit people and that we have like in North America you know yeah. and it's so I think that this was just so frustrating it's like don't try to like justify your answers. Like actually do the research. Look at the history. Look at the actual science that exists around it. And That's then have I'm a saying. conversation with me. Don't like just spew like the brainwashing that I think you've gone through in your life. And I and I understand if that makes it you uncomfortable and that I'm like telling you something different than like how you've been raised.
1: Well, but I, I, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love that like even on like certain TikToks that I, I've posted and stuff and people's comments of that. Um, me transitioning at 16, taking hormones at 16 was child abuse, right? <laughs> like, sir, I, I can't child abuse myself. I made, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I fully made the decision. Exactly. I made the decision. I made, I made a decision with like my family support and like, anyways, we're not getting into this cause I, I I'm not talking about the like political portions of this and stuff, but like, I don't know. Again, I'm going to put it back to anybody that wants to come and fight me about biology. Go and get my (laughs) DNA records okay, and get my biology like breakdown. And then maybe we can have a conversation about it. But I don't know.
0: I think that's a good place to end this one. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Come find me. I just wanted to take a moment and thank all of you for listening to this episode of Our Private Bits. Be sure to rate and review on Spotify and look out for the next episode. (laughs) Bye, cuties! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?